Hello everyone. Uh, I return on a Thursday. A Thursday is this entry date of my, my podcast episode. And today what I wanted to talk about was on this day, I wanted to talk about how I'm a little gay. <laughs> I did a rhyme there. <laughs> but anyway, uh, specifically, uh, I go by, I, I transitioned to going by they, them pronouns because I want, I think it's been honestly, and the reason, I think I mentioned this, but the reason I did that was because in my head, uh, I, I, I've been doing a lot of healing in the past two years, and eventually that led me to a place where I just refer to myself as they, them in my own head. Like, if I'm imagining what someone else will say about me, uh, like, in my own head, without even me trying to make it happen this way, they'll refer to me as they, them, and that just feels a little better. And that was kind of my clue, is like my biggest clue is like, oh, maybe I should I should go by that in real life. Like, if it works better in my thoughts, then it would probably work better than he, him in real life. So that's what I've been trying. And I haven't really had a chance to uh, like hear it in person yet, but I, I've got a feeling it's going to be a really good idea. And I told all my friends it, and it was a very nice moment for me because they were all very supportive because I have good friends. And it's nice to have supportive friends. Uh, friends should be supportive of things. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and I and I, you know, and so and so I, I kind of like I don't like labels. You know, I think I've mentioned I don't like labels uh, as a person as a little as a little gay fella. Uh, but you know, if I if I had to pick some, I guess I would say, um, you know, I, I my pronouns are they them, and I'd say pansexual. Because, you know, with the preference, I think, for, for the, the more women-y peoples, you know, the more femme peoples. I just like the femme peoples. Respectfully and honestly, I mean, how can you not? The femme peoples are cool, you know? Like, I like the femme peoples. Like, you know, like, oh, you got, you got like, um, like all my crushes growing up when I was a wee toddler were the femme peoples. It was uh, one or two exceptions, you know? <laughs> but, like, I was, like, when I was, like, ten, I really liked Raven from Teen Titans. I thought Raven was cool. I thought Raven was smart and a loner and shy and <laughs> funny when she criticized Beast Boy rightfully for being a dumbass. Uh, you know, uh, I liked Shigo from Kim Possible. <laughs> I really, really liked Shigo from Kim Possible when I was a child. I thought Shigo was the best. <laughs> oh, but anyway... Yeah, but then also, you know, you'd have people like, usually it was like trees, you know, because I was like, like, okay, like I had a big, I'm trying to think, who, what other, what like more mask childhood characters did I have a crush on? And this is, you know, a part of the reason I can't, I have a trouble thinking any I've come to terms with is that I'm very, I was very repressed and mentally ill as a child. <laughs> My sexuality very much being sort of intertwined with that. Um but you know i in retrospect i realized one i i re, i realized now i had a crush on but i didn't realize i had a crush on when i was a child was the inuyasha like the character inuyasha from the show and i think uh, like there was a reason like i was turned off of to inuyasha when i was a kid and i didn't know why i didn't know why i didn't want to keep watching inuyasha part of it was that you know when i was a kid the the first to be fair the first act of inuyasha like the first like, 20 episodes of the Inuyasha are a bit 
from at least from what I've seen, I'm not a huge Inuyasha fan, are a bit slow, so I kind of see why I didn't like it again. That really wasn't the only reason. The only, what I realized now was because I think I was uncomfortable with how attracted to Inuyasha I was as a kid, and that's why I stopped watching the show. And I think I'm realizing that now, and, and it was part of the reason, but not all the reason, and I, I didn't even consciously be aware of it because that is the society we live in in which people are raised in a way that uh, they can completely miss uh, a huge part of who they are because certain parts of who you are might not be uh, encouraged or accepted or taught. Uh, and that is changing, and sometimes there's risk of it changing back. Uh, you know, you, some, you see a lot of people who are still advocating of uh, to think about how gay was uh, 80 years ago, and I'm like, no, because I do not want to be put in prison or a mental hospital against my will because I can acknowledge that I think the penis is kind of attractive. <laughs> I don't think that uh, makes me insane, to be honest. And I really would prefer not to be in prison because of it. I don't think that would be cool. <laughs> you know, but anyway. Um, yeah, but that's that's where I'm at. And, you know, I, one, of, one thing I really quite love about uh, being on the, the spectrum of gayness that is the, the world we live in, um, I, it just makes you realize how different everyone is. Like, it helps. It very much helps to help you realize that everyone is different because it's not... Because it's the thing about about the spectrum of gay and why I don't understand... Some people find the fact that there are so many pronouns in the world to be... You know, they don't like it. Like, a lot of older people I've met will not like it or not get it, at least. And I... You know, I don't get I don't get them because I'm like, how can you not want a world where there are a million different words for the trillions of different types of people in the world? How can you not want a world where where every where you are expected to get to know someone so well that the wording you use must change depending on who they are as an individual? How can you not want a world like that? How can you not want a world that honest and that real? You know, and that's why I love the idea of so many pronouns. I think it's a great idea for society. I'm so happy it's it's gotten more and more popular. You know, I don't I don't like Facebook as a company because they're evil, but <laughs> one cool thing they did do. I think the reason they did it was in large, at least the people at the top, because it would have made the money. The people in the middle and lower sections did it because you know they they made they gave you a bunch of choices for pronouns on Facebook, and I thought that was cool. I don't know. I, I just, that's the kind of thing, like, I, I never used social media growing up because, you know, I was born in 1998, so I was like, not that that's, like, most people my age got into have social media. I just didn't because I didn't like it. I don't, you know, um, I'm an old soul, and that means I don't enjoy, technology weirds me out, which is why me going into IT was such a weird idea. <laughs> Partially because it weirded me out. I found it so I, I wanted to do something challenging and IT seemed challenging for me because I didn't get it at all and I did well but also it, I realized after I kind of forgot that the reason I was doing it was because it was challenging and not because I liked it well the fact that it was challenging made me kind of like it but only for so long um, <laughs> and then, then I realized afterwards like oh wait never mind I should have been I should have been focusing on like an English degree <laughs> but yeah no anyway um so yeah, like I I don't understand why there are people out there who, you know, find the idea of someone 
choosing a word that best describes their very varied and very different personality and perspective and 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 feelings especially feelings i don't understand why there's so much so much so much fear with the of amongst the old some of the older generations and in our generation as well it's not it's not gone from like the gen z and the gen alpha it's just at least i feel like less prevalent and i think that's a good thing i think it's a great sign that positive uh healing has been done in society but still it's like a lot of the older generations are really pushing for it it's like it's weird that there's a lot of pronouns and i'm like no, it's not. It's it's beautiful and it's freeing. Most importantly, it's very free. It's a very free idea, and some people are very intimidated. I think by free ideas, and there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, some people I know, I think uh, I can't. This is I'm not saying this is the case for everybody, but at least some people I know uh, have been intimidated by free ideas because they themselves are not free uh, within the context of their own hearts and minds. You know, I'm not I'm not talking about literal like freedom or the people like i'm not i've not known any slave slaves but i've just like known people who have bound themselves and their own hearts within weird like mental and emotional constructs and they half the time don't even realize they've done it to themselves a lot of my family's like that um they just are so trapped and they don't see it they don't see how much of a cage they live in and it's not an insult to them because it's not really their fault they were raised a certain way i mean okay it's 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 when i mean you're always responsible for your actions and the things you choose to say and the things you choose to continue to believe but if you have a a sort of perception on we're also ridiculously influenced by our upbringing that you have to make a lot of allowance for that but not too much you know and i everyone has different standards of what that is but for me that's just saying do you have a reason good enough to, you know, it's like, it's not so much, here's the thing, the reason and the intention matter, but what ultimately matters is where you are going and where the people around you are going. And if one person is thinking about things in a way that is leading everyone else to be hurt, to be, uh, to be less, to be hurt, to be wounded, to be, to be starved of love, and that is obviously a very bad thing. And regardless of what that individual says, they are not correct in living that way. They're not correct for themselves, and they're not correct for anyone else because they don't. They, they, who who benefits? No one. No one benefits from an attitude of hate. No one. Not the person who's doing the hate. I grew up with a lot of hateful people, and I can guarantee you, uh, being hateful does not make people happy. It does not. <laughs> it did not make. Uh, people of certain members of my family happy uh i think they thought it did but i can guarantee you it did not that is a lie they told themselves and i think it's a lie anyone else and out there in the world tells themselves that they're happy to be hateful um no one is no one wants to hate you know and the truth is hate is such a most of the time hate's pretty irrational hate is very usually not based on anything very very good you know or at the very least it's not it's not based on the things you think it is. I feel a lot of people will trick themselves into, again, my family did this. They did this with things like, like race and gender identity and, um, other things or, and even if it's not hate, it's usually fear, fear and hate. You know, it's like when you have fear and hate towards an idea, you can pretty much guarantee that you're going to get deal, deal with those ideas horribly like you know like everyone's doing their best i guess and everyone's trying really hard and everyone wants to be a good person 
but a lot of people have different ideas about what that is and I think that's fine I think that's a great thing actually in the grand scheme of things that people have so many different ideas of what it means to be good but at the same time it's like I think one one attitude we can absolutely all exclude fairly is that anything based based or requires a lot of hate and fear to sustain is a bad idea. I do not care what it what it supposedly benef- uh, provides. I do not care what it supposedly what benefits it supposedly brings about. I do not care how it, it's. I don't. If someone told me that there was a way to stop climate change in one day, but it required a shit ton of hate and fear to do it, I would say no. I would say no to that idea. I do not care what it is because there's no way anything that that big could be that. No, no, absolutely not. And I, I think everyone out there gets it. I think kids get it a lot more. That's why I respect anyone under the age of eighteen. They're just generally less evil <laughs> than a lot of adults. You know, they've had not always, but they've had less time. Like, chill, like here's the thing: I think teenagers and children can be assholes, but I don't see it. Like, I've the hate I have gotten from like uh, a sixty-year-old person is not the same as a hate like a the fourteen-year-old person can put out. It's night and day. Um, fear as well. So, you know, and and as a gay person of any sort, you have to deal with a lot of that because there's a lot of that in the world towards anyone who, you know, uh, says they're gay. There's a lot of places you I can't go because I'd be scared to go. Some of them are, many of them actually are right here in America where I live. You know, there's a lot of like specific communities. Hell, I fucking grew up in one where I would, you know, if I if I like wore a like a gay pride shirt around, I'd be kind of scared of all the strangers on the street because I don't know how they'd react to me. Um, you know, I I hear stories, you know, every day in America where you'll you'll uh, besides all the 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 government has so many of them that I could spend ten hours, but I'm not going to talk about the government stories. I'm going to talk about the individual stories. Like I heard one about this D and D guy who got invited to a D and D game, uh, you know, and I, it was a video, and they, he it was eventually essentially some fucking neo Nazis who wanted to kill him, and they almost did. Except one of the youngest neo Nazi, like the 18, 16 year old, was like, "Hey, my family are neo Nazis. You got to get out of here." <laughs> and I'm like, that does not surprise me. It does not surprise me that in a family of neo-Nazis, the youngest neo-Nazi is the one that, that behaved the best in that tense moral situation. You know, it's not always the case, but in, in that case, I'm in a family of hatred. That makes sense, I think. Um, you know, and, and because of that kid's warning, the, the gay person was able to escape and were not harmed. And that's a very good thing. Um, but still fucking Jesus fuck. It's like, that's that's uh, the world we live in, you know. Um and there, there are some pretty, and it's weird. It's weird that it's like I know, as someone who loves being gay, that that those people cannot actually, actually, in the deepest parts of themselves, be angry at or hate me or anyone else for being gay. It has to be some other reason because you can't actually hate someone for being gay because it's too beautiful. It's too beautiful a thing to be part of a a people, a grand unified human people that have an ability uh, to love diversely. That is too objectively a wonderful thing to hate it 
and have any real to, to so I, I do not believe that any any neo Nazi deep down truly hates it. I mean they might hate it in themselves. They might hate it hate uh they might be like either I think either they must hate it in themselves and don't realize it or hate it in a hate other things and don't and are using uh that as a convenient mental because that's the thing about minds right and emotions it is convenient like that's how we operate as human beings it's like okay like i'm gonna take an object like let's say this keyboard next to me what are the thoughts and emotions that i associate with this keyboard uh as for thoughts it's a lot of like uh video games for me a lot of video games come up to mind a lot of uh youtube videos a lot of things come up to in my mind when i think of the keyboard uh, as for emotions, it's pretty extreme too because, again, I think of video games that I enjoy. So I think of things like, oh, um, I think of great stories I've heard. So I've, I get a lot of cool mixed emotions like excitement and uh, and hope and, and love a lot of the time. And, you know, that is the power of the human animal and how we associate with things. Um, you know, it's very... And, you know, and, but the funny thing is the mind is very flexible and the mind is is kind of lazy the the mind does not need like is actually is so flexible that it can very much take one association and apply it for different emotions it can do that i've done it in my life many a time i've done it many a time in my life uh where you know like like as i said the inuyasha example uh i did not like Inuyasha, well, at least I thought I didn't like Inuyasha so much. And again, part part of it was that I just did as a as a little brilliant writer, thirteen year old, thought the pacing was a bit too slow. But I watched Dragon Ball Z, so it definitely couldn't have actually been that. <laughs> um, and in retrospect, I realized, oh wait, it's because I hadn't come to terms with uh the fact that I was attracted to the character Inuyasha as a child. I I did not realize that. And I had allowed that mental construct of, oh, the pacing being too slow to smother, to, to be associated with the, the, the emotions that uh, of me attracted to Inuyasha. Because mentally, I was not provided with a concept prior to that that I could be attracted to someone like Inuyasha. The uh, level, there was so little gay representation in the things that were that I was shown that I watched growing up and so it just it just did not provide my mind a construct like the keyboard through which to apply the feelings that were already present in me and then as I get older obviously I started watching gay stuff and but because but I didn't really really start like finding more more gay things until I was like 13 so by that time you know I'd already kind of kind of like assume I don't know you know I was I did not have the construct and I I didn't apply it enough for at least in my case and then finally I did like within the last two years like years for myself and uh, and and I can and I think what happens with certain people is that they never they they are for some reason afraid of letting go of that false construct. They have a false construct in their mind that they don't realize is false and is being applied. And what I mean by false is that it's applied. It has it has a toxic relationship with the emotions under it. It is not an idea that can support the emotions under it. And that is what all ideas need to do. They need to support the emotions 
under that ultimately and the emotions themselves have to be healthy and, and honest and based on uh love you know and obviously we're human beings so we feel you know things like anger and hate and there are reasons we feel those things but it's important to realize the reasons we feel those things and realize that, that is those emotions are not the things we must be sustained off of they are simply things that happen, but they must not be what we, we seek and we nurture because they are too volatile for that. Um, you know, and so I think a lot of people, you know, I think what happened with kids with my grandmother and other p people like her and, you know, my grandparents who are very, homo very incredibly homophobic, um, they have a lot of hate and fear towards gay people. I think they, they have this false construct in their head about what a gay person is. And they, you know, and, and or, you know, and they, they associate it with all these emotions like hate and fear. And, you know, and for some reason, they're just so afraid to let go of that. They're so afraid to let go of the hate and fear because a lot of people will get like that. They'll be afraid to let go of their hate and fear. You know, it'll scare them more than anything else in the world. And that's weird, you know? That's weird that some people, their biggest fear is to not be afraid and hateful anymore. I don't, you know, I, it's, it, it happens. It happens all the time, every day. Frankly, a lot of the time in our modern day society, like a quite, a quite hugely metric shit ton of the time. But it's, it's, and yet, and that's kind of how I know it's not a natural, like, I mean, it's, it's natural to happen, but I don't think it's natural in this, natural is a subjective. I don't think it's good. I'll use the word good instead. I don't think it's good that the levels of hatred and fear in the world have risen so high, you know, because it's just so obviously unsustainable. Like, and that's why I like whatever solution, uh, is tried to present in life. I kind of feel like you ultimately have to say, oh, the solution I think will work is the one that does not promote hatred and fear. Because as emotion, because as creatures who ultimately go off our emotions, it's, it's a reasonable assumption, really just a completely accurate assumption to assume that any solution that involves hate and fear, uh, or that is needed, uh, that needs hate and fear will ultimately fail because it's hate and fear. That's what they do. <laughs> they destroy everything they touch. You know, I mean, there's there's places for fear, but fear needs to be very quick. Fear needs to be very, like, you should not be afraid for very long. Fear is for, like, survival situations. That's it. It's not, you know, and it's not something you should be feeling, like, unless you're actively in danger. Is that the society we grew up in? No, it's not, but... You know that that's how it as an emotion its its best state would be, and hatred honestly isn't even a real emotion because I'm pretty sure all hatred is just love for as I've said in my previous love video is just love for all the wrong things, you know. And in my grandparents' case, what do they love? They love the idea of gay people being inferior. They love the idea of gay people being not real, or they love the idea of gayness being you know, something superficial or small or empty because they are not gay. And for some reason, the idea of, you know, someone else being gay, being different than them, they really, really do not like. They, they more than just don't like it, they hate it and they fear it. And there's no good reason for them to be hate and fear it, which means they must hate and fear something else, but have applied the false concept mental construct of gayness over what they actually hate and fear and they probably and there's a good chance they don't know what they hate and fear and that's that's why they choose the gay thing 
and you know they they do other things as well they're racist and they're sexist and they're weird and just horrible people in a lot of ways i love them but they're horrible people <laughs> and you know um like i i would not trust them around my grandchildren as all i would as all is the ultimately what i could say about their character um you know, any, but anyway, look, I'm grateful to them because I, I wouldn't be here and they did take care of me a lot of the time and they did love me in a lot of ways, but also in other ways they were fucking the worst people I've ever met. So it's, it's complicated anyway. <laughs> oh. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a very, do not trust hate and fear. Just don't, just don't trust people who wear it on their sleeve. Don't, don't ever trust someone for being proud of the fact and of that they're angry because it only leads to horrors. It only leads to horrors. It only leads, not angry, hateful. If someone's proud that they're fearful and hateful, just no, don't trust them. They're clearly very, very mentally ill and have no idea what they're talking about. And like, that's most politicians. <laughs> Either very, very scared or very hateful. In America, general, this is a huge generalization, huge generalization, but generally speaking, at least from my perspective, Democrats are more fearful, Republicans are more hateful, and that's why I'm not either of them. That's why I don't like either of those groups. Oh, they're, they're both very horrible in different ways, and that's why politics aren't real, because they're just a bunch of people with toxic emotions uh, being listened to. By, you know, because here's the thing. The only reason a politician can give an order and have it make something happen. Like, let's trans, let's, let's break down how a, like a politician as a human being, as a human being operates. So a politician is a person with feelings, thoughts, opinions, and ideas who says to other human beings with feeling, thoughts, opinions, and ideas, uh, something like let's assume and let's assume that something small. Let's assume that like a president asks someone else to say, "Hey, go get me a water. Go get me a glass of water," and it's an order. He phrase the president phrases it as an order, so the other person does it. Why? Why does why does like let's assume I'm an alien. Let's assume I'm an alien coming to Earth and I have no idea how humans operate. I have completely different ways of looking at the universe, perceiving things. So human social interaction I am confused by and so I look at this interaction I say why is this individual following the orders of this individual what is this individual for for what reason and a lot of humans would say oh because we need to make decisions as a society uh, that benefit everyone and me as the alien would say okay so then why does not if, if it's a decision that obviously benefits everyone why does not everyone make that decision? And maybe a human would say, well, what do you mean? Well, the alien says, well, if it's a if one person uh, making that decision is a good thing, then why not everyone make that decision every day? You know, and then we would probably get really confused and be like, well, that's not how like government works. You see, there's like a hierarchy like you. One person tells one person what to do and that person tells another person what to do. And the alien says, oh, see, that's very weird. Where I come from, uh, one person suggests an idea, and then everyone else, uh, if they think it's a good idea, will do it, and if it's a bad idea, won't, and we trust that if, if, if the idea, if basically everyone trusts that if their idea really is so good and really is correct, that them just speaking it peacefully and truthfully and honestly to everyone and everyone listening and genuinely be willing to change their minds 
will result in a, in a collective of people with thoughts and feelings and ideas that are all working towards the same good things. And yes, there will be problems, and yes, there will always be conflicts, because we are divided and not fully connected. We're not all one hive mind yet. <laughs> not for another 500 years, I think. Then we will achieve the hive mind, and it won't be like the Borg. Well, we, uh, when I say hive, I don't mean hive mind, I mean collective consciousness. There's a difference, and collective consciousness is very good. Uh, we should be pushing towards that. We should be pushing towards a world where everyone feels the feelings and emotions of every other human being in the world intensely. That is a thing which can only benefit the world because anytime two human beings feel each other's feelings, shit gets better. It doesn't necessarily get, uh, you know, better in you know, the short term, but it's better for people as a whole to feel each other's feelings. And that is why we must encourage as much feel, like empathy is very, very important. And empathy is just the very simple act of trying your damnedest and being proud of the fact that you can feel what another person's feeling. And this is why psychic is real, because every human being has the... Even if all empathy is, is just us as the same organism recreating the emotions that another organism can feel... That's still a beautiful, amazing thing, because if me and another person are so similar that even though I I have no direct ability to feel their feelings, I'm not like even if I'm not Star Trek psychic, the fact that I can replicate what they're feeling implies a, a level of understanding and connection and sameness. You know, like why would two creatures who ultimately can feel the same things ever? really fight because if they can feel the same things and they choose to feel the same things you know and they share their feelings as much as they can ultimately the best stuff will win out in both of them because that is how emotional symbiosis works when you combine the emotional states of two emotional people as openly and as truthfully as you can in a space where both are empowered and, and both approach it towards an attitude of love the best the the best the healing and the the growth will become naturally out of that and we don't live in a world where that philosophy is super pushed on everywhere it's definitely not here in america <laughs> it's definitely not here in america i'm not going to say too hard about anywhere else but it's definitely not here in america <laughs> other americans know what i'm talking about um but yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's crazy the world we live in. Um, but yeah, so if you're ever in doubt, love. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Just as much of it as you can. It won't necessarily fix everything right away, but it'll always help. It'll always help a ton. It just does. It it just like even if it's a small love for like a blade of fucking grass or just your favorite song, just whatever. Just as much of it as you can because it helps. Just as many things as you can. <sighs> Alright, well, that's it for this episode. Um, I really don't know. Let's see, did I want to do anything else? Oh, yeah. Um, so I want to explain something. So I am going to keep asking the... <laughs> I want to explain to my my the, my audience who I do know is listening. I just got to 129 downloads. I'm so proud of that. There's for whoever is like Ashburn, United States. 
there's like 22 downloads from Ashburn, and I don't have that many episodes, which that's how I know someone not like either watched all of my episodes or at least it's been shared a lot and either way that's great news so thank you to ashburn united states people who are listening to my podcast i really appreciate it um you know i i sorry i'm so i get so see i i don't like the idea of having a script but uh, maybe i should maybe i should get like talking points maybe i should do like bullet points you know, beforehand, that'd be good for the show, like, you know, that way, like, if I ever have, like, I can just list a ton of interesting things, and that way, like, if I ever get lost in my own thoughts, I can just look up at the screen and be like, oh, yeah, talk about this, I think I'll start doing that, that sounds like a good idea, um, but what I was talking about is, so I do have a Kofi, and I meant what I said, and that I don't want to make money off this show, but also I kind of need to make money in general, so here, and I do want a world without money, so I am actively asking you, not to donate to my Kofi. I'm going to I'm actively asking you as a human being not to donate to my Kofi because my theory is that if you all agree, which I think you do deep down, that money should not be a thing, then I am giving you an example here of not using it. And so I am actively asking you to do so. To not use it. And but if people out there are like hey we agree with you that money shouldn't be a thing anymore but also since we can't do that just yet here's some money so that you know it's gonna buy food and stuff i'd be like thank you but also i kind of don't want it and you'd be like yeah i get it i get that you don't want it it kind of sucks to have money and we both had come to a little understanding there you know like i like to think of it as like here's here's the thing that's why I, I kind of like like if you ever like want to pay me back in anything the first my listeners the thing I ask you to pay me back in is like I always wanted like I always like the idea of fan art I don't, or like any kind of creative work if you're creative and you want to like post this stuff on like my twitter or like tweet and stuff of like things you like about me my stuff show i'd really appreciate it more than any amount of money <laughs> i really would but at the same time i do ultimately come down to a place of if my listeners just here's how i choose to think of it if you my listeners decide to give me money when i have actively asked you to give me not to give me money then that means it's a good thing that i end up getting the money because the that means it'll be totally out of your generosity and nothing else and i will always trust anything that comes from a place of generosity even the disgustingness that is money <laughs> even that Ugh. but again I really would prefer that you don't. I, I don't like money. It scares me. You know, I, I've been eating out of the trash because I prefer it, actually, to working for a job and going to the store because I don't like the obligation that all that puts on me. I don't like the social weight it puts on me. I'd rather just find food in the trash because most of the time food in the trash is fine here in America. People throw out good shit all the time. We have a huge food waste problem and, like, you can literally just go to most trash bins and find food that's pretty much perfectly edible. Like, Sometimes it'll be a little dirty, but I'm, I'm a human. I have a powerful stomach that can handle shit. <laughs> oh, all right. But anyway, 
please, again, I ask, spread this around as much as possible. The emotional satisfaction I get from watching the download numbers go up, and the follower numbers specifically go up, makes me so happy. And please also uh, follow me on Twitter, at a dreaming mind. Um, please, if you have creative stuff you want to share with me, I'd really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, it was nice talking to y'all again. I'll probably talk to y'all tomorrow. Uh, again, I hope you're doing well. I'm doing pretty well, despite my current situation. I mean, hey, I've just accepted that society in America is about to collapse. Like, we all know what's about to happen. So I'm just choosing to embrace it. I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. Good. Good that society is about to collapse. It'll give us a chance to fix shit finally. <sighs> but anyway, love as much of it as you can to as many people as you can. Uh, good night, everyone. Please share the podcast. I really appreciate it. And good night. <laughs>